Hello and welcome to the podcast for the April 2008 issue of The Lancet Neurology. Richard Lane here with TLN editor Helen Frankish. Helen, welcome back from... The International Stroke Conference. Thank you, which was held in New Orleans. We did trail that at the end of last month's podcast, and it's relevant because the two articles we're going to talk about were both presented at that meeting. Can we start with the first one, Helen? And this is looking at alteplase in the treatment of stroke. That's right. Well, alteplase is the only licensed treatment for acute ischemic stroke, but it's underused in clinical practice because it must be given within three hours of a stroke, which is not always feasible. However, a meta-analysis of the original trial data published a couple of years ago suggested that alteplase could be beneficial up to four and a half hours after a stroke. And some centres are giving alteplase beyond the three-hour time window using various techniques to identify those patients who are most likely to benefit from treatment. And one of the techniques that's used to identify patients that are most likely to benefit from treatment beyond three hours is the presence of a so-called ischemic penumbra, which can be identified with MRI imaging. And the ischemic penumbra is a region of tissue surrounding the infarct that shows reduced perfusion but is still potentially salvageable. And whether a patient will benefit from alteplase depends on the degree of irreversible damage and also the presence and extent of this ischemic penumbra. And as for the details of the trial itself, Helen? It's called the EPIFET trial and it's a study that looks at the effects of alteplase given three to six hours hours after stroke in patients who have the ischemic penumbra. And the researchers looked at whether alteplase could improve reperfusion and prevent growth of the infarct. And the study was led by Steve Davis and Jeff Donnan from Melbourne, Australia. And they randomised just over 100 patients to either alteplase or placebo three to six hours after a stroke. And 86% of these patients had the penumbra. And the results showed that alteplase was associated with about a 30% lower infarct growth, though this didn't quite reach statistical significance. And reperfusion was significantly more common with alteplase and was associated with less infarct growth and better functional outcome. And so what's the interpretation of this study? It sounds like an important study and presumably it was well received at the stroke meeting. Yes, it went down very well and and the results really add to the evidence that treatment with alteplase beyond the three-hour time window could be beneficial in some patients. And the authors conclude that phase three trials of alteplase beyond three hours are justified and necessary and two such trials are ongoing at the moment, the International Stroke Trial and ECAS-3 and results of ECAS-3 are expected later this year so we very much look forward to seeing those when they become available. Moving on, Helen, the second article, this is looking at a type of vascular dementia. And again, this was presented, wasn't it, data at the meeting you've just come back from in the States. What's this one about? Well, cholinesterase inhibitors such as denepazil produce modest effects on cognition and activities of daily living in patients who have Alzheimer's disease. But in other forms of dementia, such as vascular dementia, the effects of these drugs are inconsistent. And one of the problems with the trials that have been done in vascular dementia is the fact that patients included in in the trials might also have had Alzheimer's disease as well as their vascular dementia. And so any effect of the drugs could be due to an effect on their Alzheimer's disease and not necessarily an effect on the vascular dementia. And as a result of this ambiguity, it's been suggested that trials should be done in more narrowly defined subtypes of vascular dementia. 
And one such subtype is a condition called Cadacil, which is a genetic model of pure subcortical ischemic vascular dementia. And because it has an early onset of about the age of 40 or 50 years, coexistent Alzheimer's disease is rare in Cadacil. And some details of this trial, Helen? So it's done by Martin Ditchgans and colleagues, and they randomised 168 patients to receive either Dinepacil or placebo for 18 weeks. But unfortunately, the results showed that there were no significant differences between the groups on the primary outcome, which was cognition measured by the VEDAS-COG score. There were some improvements, however, in tests to measure processing speed and executive function, but these were secondary endpoints and the clinical relevance of these findings findings is not clear. Thanks Helen, not quite as conclusive as the first but still an interesting article, we're going to hear more about that. And what about some other highlights from this month's issue just to wrap up? Okay, we've got some, got some really good reviews in this month's issue. We've got reviews on paraneoplastic syndromes of the central nervous system, acute ischemic stroke and infection, epidemiology and comorbidity of headache and also person-centred care of patients with Alzheimer's disease. Great. Thanks very much, Helen. Those were some brief highlights from the April 2008 issue of The Lancet Neurology. We'll see you next month.